Millions of dusty cobwebs trembled as Croker's headless body rushed around the dining hall. Grubby hands nervously fingering a blood-stained apron, he searched frantically under the long dining table and surrounding chairs. Where, oh where, had he hidden it? The warts on his nose were itching and he was desperate to scratch. But how could he scratch his nose when he couldn't find his head? Worse was to come. The long red velvet gown of Lady Veiling swished through the panelled walls, and her bellowing voice had the spiders running to their holes. Croker, are you playing hide-and-seek with your head again? For goodness sake, put it back on this instant. You know how irritating it is when you wander around with your neck tapering into nothingness. Why ever couldn't I have been imprisoned with normal ghosts? Croker rushed around the room, opening the rusty visors on the suits of armour, which stood like mindless sentries each side of the two doors. Insects scattered, dust flew up, as the metal eyepieces were raised and dropped with loud clangs. When he opened the fourth visor, the bodiless head inside wrinkled the itching nose and shouted, Boo! Lady Valen gave it one of those how disgusting looks. But just as he was fitting his head back into place, Croker became aware of Godfrey the goldfish flying towards him, on the run from Kittywake the cat. The two ghostly creatures raced twice around the ceiling and flew through the wall into the library. In his hurry to duck out of their way, Croker overbalanced and his head fell off and rolled across the moth-eaten, fusty carpet to rest at the feet of Lady Veiling. With a, Don't come near me, shriek! She kicked it high in the air, and Croker's body dodged backwards and forwards, like the England goalkeeper, to position itself ready to catch the spinning head in the right place. His positioning was spot on. But unfortunately, the head landed upside down and back to front, and he leaped up and down in despair for several minutes until he realised that all he had to do was turn it over. That was not funny, he commented to Lady Veiling who glided out of the room shaking with laughter. I'll bet you're wondering by now how we came to have flying cats and goldfish with headless ghosts in the musty dining room of this old house. It's not a situation you come across every day. You have just become a large fly on the wall of Veiling Manor, a stately home on the southern border of Middleshire. Unfortunately, in this wet spring of 1988. No one lives in this fine example of medieval architecture, unless you include the spiritual forms of Lord and Lady Veiling, their delightful daughter Constance, son Byron, an aspiring poet, and Croker, the butler. Or, as he says, the head cook and general dog's body. Oh yes, you're curious about the goldfish. If you know any history, you may remember that Cromwell and his roundheads went around trying to kill all supporters of King Charles I. Many manor houses at that time had secret rooms, 
where the owners could hide themselves or their friends. In fact, this place not only has a secret room, it was also riddled with hidden passages. What has this to do with the goldfish, I hear you murmuring? Be patient, dear fly, and all will be revealed.